0: Some people claim that the atrocities we commit in our fiction are those inner desires which we cannot commit in our controlled civilization. So they are expressed instead through our art. I don't agree. I believe heaven and hell are one and the same. The soul belongs to heaven and the body to hell. Welcome back to the Blast Cinema Podcast. I'm your host, Jake. And with me today is, of course, my trustworthy co-host, Addison. How are we doing today, Addison? I'm good. I'm good. How about you? Doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. Um, very productive day. Started off my day, though, with um, watching this batshit crazy movie called Tokyo Gore Police that came out in 2008. Um, heard so many things about this movie. Um directed by Yoshihiro Nishimura, um, stars, um, Ehishina as Ruka, a vengeful police officer who is also in audition as the main girl. Um, yeah, this has been kind of, you know, just like getting more into film, like, you know, like post, I would say like post 2014 or stuff like that. Um, this movie has kind of come up a lot as like kind of just like this crazy movie, one-of-a-kind movie type thing. Um, you watched it first before me, and how did you describe it? <laughs> I mean, I just... I said it was like
1: Verovian meets Cronenberg in Gonzo, Tokyo.
0: Yeah. With... And then, you know, a little Takashi Mike in it, too.
1: Yeah, um, I said... I think... T- like I was sarcastically saying to you that yeah, Takashi yeah. Mike wishes he would make he had made this movie.
0: I mean, it feels like almost like one of his movies, you know? It, it does. Like really does. Um yeah, this movie is even more insane than I have heard. Um, I don't think you can kind of prepare anyone for this movie. Um it really leans into what it is and it's not afraid to be its own thing um and yeah i for me i came out i thought it was a blast i think there's a lot of cool direction the set design's awesome the costume design Score's pretty decent um yeah and it's bloody as hell um yeah so i came out of this movie liking it but um i think how do you feel about it
1: i thought it was all right i mean the gonzo stuff is probably my favorite part, just how over the top it is. But yeah, um, I think it's memorable if anything, and it's definitely got yeah. like its own personality and everything. Yeah.
0: Um, no, absolutely, it does. I think um, that's one of the. I mean, I think that's what really sets us out from a lot of other movies, especially within the genres that it tries to wield. Um,
1: yeah, like and when we say Gonzo, like. Yeah. a lot of people are just like yeah you say gonzo but i'm like no this movie is legit like it's yeah. gonzo it's so out there
0: yeah Absolutely. god bless america <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah i think you said you knew i like it um there, oh, was yeah. just, there was just a lot of things where i was like dude holy shit that was cool and like dude how'd you come up with that idea <laughs> um yeah, it is, and then, like, on top of it, it's just, like, there's so many, like, insane kills in this movie and insane ideas. Um, I think it specifically, you know, has, like, a certain audience for it. Um, oh, definitely. I could see this one having, like, a massive cult following behind it. it I think I'm pretty I'm pretty sure it does. Um, but, yeah, I mean, let's kind of get into a little bit more of the nitty-dirty, gritty details of it. Um Gotta have one of the craziest opening sequences I've seen in all cinema.
1: <laughs> it's a good introduction to the engineers and everything, too.
0: Yeah. Um, like, so you get introduced to um basically, you know, the, the main character Ruka's backstory. Her father is a police officer, and you kind of have like this almost almost fever dream ish, like happy Go sequence at the beginning Of her father Then you see his head explode
1: I knew that shit was gonna happen too As soon as doing the happy music And Uh, it felt like surreal and everything I was like I know his head's about to explode
0: (laughs) (laughs) And I was like Oh shit This is where we're going And I just knew I was going for a wild ride Um, Then you kind of get introduced to um, Basically The Tokyo police, um, which is a private, are now they are now privately, Mm -hmm. um, ran by people. And you know, this is in theory supposed to lead to more fruitful lives for the citizens of Tokyo and stuff like that.
1: That's mostly where the Verovian stuff comes in because it's so much like Starship Troopers with all the, yeah intercut commercials and trying to be very satirical but except for this time except for with military now it's with you know privatized police force yep exactly. and it's like you want to play with guns and look if you like what happens when you kill the criminals you need the police
0: (laughs) yeah yeah. um and you get introduced like this first like case automatically about this guy who is essentially you see he's like basically butchered this girl, and he's like on the top of a he's at the top of a rooftop and um and you find out that there's a sect of people who once they are wounded um they grow weapons as they're like limbs or just some part of their bodies, and you know this guy wields a chainsaw and you know, they're, they're kind of getting fucked up, and there's a one of my favorite kills in this part is like the chainsaw to the guy's open mouth was crazy. <laughs> um, then, you know, you see Ruka, she comes in, she, oh my god, her introduction is, like, before she goes up, she's just, she's cutting herself. Yeah. Very crazy, like...
1: With a box cutter.
0: Yeah. Very feverishly, and you know the one guy's like well the late one of my favorite aspects of this movie is the um the one almost like tv show host, the blonde girl as she's like breaking down all these crimes and the criminals and stuff like that and it's like very if someone's seen cowboy bebop it hearing the show there's like the bounty hunter tv show reminds me a lot of that um and she literally goes outside and points a rocket launcher at the ground and propels herself up to the
1: top. Yeah, of the that's what I was going to say too. That's when I knew what I was getting into was when she was aimed the rocket launcher at the top of the building, but then aimed it down the ground and launched herself to the top of the building with the rocket launcher. I was like, oh yeah. shit, this yeah. is exactly
0: how this movie's going to be. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, you know, she takes care of it and. Um, you find out that these are the engineers, that they have a, basically a flesh key embedded in them to give them those abilities. Um, Bruca's kind of hailed as, you know, the engineer killer. She's, she's the best at it. Um, I love, 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 love the design of the Tokyo police. I love this. ah! like armored
1: samurai garb
0: yeah it reminds me a lot of warhammer if you know what warhammer is just just like the costumes and stuff like that then um also to like the police chief himself um he has like um like a mouthpiece to talk through and then like, he has some extra stuff on, and I just really love a lot of the costume design in this movie.
1: Yeah, the designs of them are really cool, and with all the badges and everything. And I actually yeah. do like how they make Tokyo look. I mean, I know it isn't, like, much change, but the way they uh. shoot it and light it, and then in post-production, I guess, color-grade it and stuff, they tried their yeah. best to make it look dystopian in a way.
0: Absolutely. Um, yeah, I think... And then, like, also, too, like it's kind of interesting. The cop cars that they use, like have like a, like a small version of like a, a Japanese architecture rooftop on top of it. And I was like, this just fits in so well, almost like I would never expect this, but you know, it fits in. Um, It's very outlandish, but in like
1: the best possible way.
0: Yeah. Um, One of the cooler, well, cooler costume design things is the the gimp dog
1: <laughs> yeah that was, that part was wild too because i was like i had no idea at first what when happened? you know when you're introduced to the chief yeah in the parking garage and it's not the silhouetted green and you think you're about to meet like the antagonist not- which awesome. i guess which i They're guess like, spoiler he is the antagonist but then he has the gimp dog i was like how is the police force? allowing him to just have a human slave but but then i was like i
0: guess satire you know whatever works yeah dude that that green shot of the silhouette of his armor yes so fucking good um but yeah the way you meet him is like kind of like they're just you know trying to scare ruka and then like oh surprise you know celebrating her birthday which then you get flashback of her traumatizing childhood where one day her father comes home She's super happy um brings her a cake, and then her mother is in the kitchen, cutting herself, ruining the whole moment. moment, and it's very traumatizing um yeah, that was that which was, feeds into probably why she does it absolutely um insanely traumatizing event um so then after this, you kinda you get introduced basically to a prostitute and her Um, basically her pimp. Um, and I couldn't tell, I need to look it up a little bit more, but I think like in the part where, um, we see the prostitute with the guy initially, they're playing like a gore grind song in the background.
1: A gore grind song.
0: And I think, I think, and I gotta check what that is. That would make sense. Yeah. It's, it, it would. Definitely fan of this movie. Um, dude, the kill on
1: the lady pimp. Yeah, I was just about to say, the kill in the bathroom to the pimp is pretty wild.
0: Super wild. Well, first I want to preface this too. There's some things in this movie that remind me a lot of Resident Evil. Um, I don't know, like some of like the... Almost like shaded shots of like the guy leaving around like the vases with the key in it. Mm-hmm. Just like, dude, it, I don't know why. It just reminds me so much of like something that would fit perfectly in Resident Evil. Um, oh, I get that vibe too
1: with some yeah. of the shots, just like when they have the silhouettes or someone's just standing there. And even some of the shots too even remind me of Silent Hill. But I was just like, oh, absolutely. It gives
0: you that atmosphere, I guess. Um, well, then also too, I think, you know. I mean, you know, this is kind of a motif that's happened in other stuff, but the um the key just remind me a lot of like oh the antagonists like inserting like the parasite in Resident Evil Four, and like you know the key in this one. Um, yeah. But so yeah, the the killer um gets the lady pimp alone in a bathroom, and. Yeah, this kill is so insane. Um, and it's very menacing. And I think it's directed very well with um, some like guitar riffs as like the score for the scene. Um, and like he like p- impales her with these humongous needles and attaches like bottles at the end of them and extract the blood. <laughs> Crazy stuff.
1: That's one thing this movie I don't think gets enough credit for just looking at what people like about it like the fact that it's so out there and so wild but no one really talks about how good the direction is especially for some of like the slasher moments Yeah, and some of the suspenseful moments like the director is actually good at what he's doing. It's just the story kind of takes center stage because it's so wild that no one really talks about how good the directing is.
0: Yeah and that's like also a thing too. It's like I think there's only... I think a far majority, an overwhelming majority of this movie is directed very well. And I... It's hard to see anyone else like actually kind of pulling it off at a consistent level as this director does. Yeah, like he knew exactly what he was doing. Yeah. Um The close-up... Oh, so we get Ruka on a train. There's this train sequence. Um... There's a close-up of a guy eating cockroaches and maggots. It's legitimately one of the grossest things I've ever seen in a movie.
1: Yeah, when they right before they started speeding up the footage and playing it like times two, two speed and you
0: see this stuff dripping out of his mouth, I was like, stop, please, please. <laughs> Usually stuff like that doesn't get me, but like, dude, this one was, <laughs> it was fucking gross.
1: Because it looked like he was actually eating them.
0: Yeah. It didn't absolutely. look
1: fake. And that's what gets me is I'm like, I don't want
0: to see yeah. So then as this is going on, Ruka gets sexually assaulted out in public. And I love the the scene where she kills him and he and she's walking away as he's spewing blood over the place and she has the umbrella. Great yeah. great shot.
1: That was one of my favorite shots in the whole movie when yeah. she cuts off both of his hands. Yeah. And he's I saying, like-
0: I didn't do anything and she's just like, molestation
1: is a crime and then cuts yeah. his
0: hands off. <laughs> And, like, that's, like, too, it's, like, every time that Ruka does speak, it just goes so hard. Like, yeah. she doesn't speak a lot in the movie. Um, but, yeah, as, as soon as I knew that she was going to do something, I knew he was going to cut off his hands because she, he grabbed her ass. But, um yeah, that, that was awesome. I think um, the scene, also, this scene is amazing, incredibly well-directed. The scene where Ruka gets um encounters the guy who's giving out these keys and gets her key is so bad shit it's awesome so, that was
1: my favorite fight scene in the whole movie was yeah, between it, her and the and i guess the the revolutionary guy who actually made the first key yeah when she cuts off the top of his head that was my favorite scene in probably the entire movie
0: it it, it is so good um like she slashes him in the face and then like this is where it's revealed that he, he takes off the top of his head and it's it's his brain and he has like two guns coming out of his eye sockets. <laughs> it's so wild. But then it's yeah. so cool too when he actually like puts the key into her arm. It, okay. This is like easily one of my favorite directed scenes. They kinda you do some stuff like later with it, but like the visual effect of the key like slot opening up on her arm, him putting in the key and like her <laughs> arm basically exploding outwards like yeah. the muscles and stuff to expose to all the insides so the key, key can go in there dude that was, was good definitely yeah. one of the best parts of the movie um and their fight was so well choreographed
1: too i did not understand why it looked so good uh uh-huh. like yeah like the dude and ruka both both of their physicalities the way they were actually leaning into the fight and then the way they were doing the stunts and everything it all looked
0: very good and realistic like Absolutely. i was
1: like very impressed
0: <laughs> um yeah that scene is so good um, i
1: think a lot of people underestimate how difficult it is to make a fight scene look good in a movie because it's like most people don't think about the fact of oh yeah that's a good fight scene they just watch a fight scene they're like oh yeah cool action movie stuff dude, even, like,
0: like yeah it's good that you point that out because even thinking of like dude even some of the best directors working nowadays like christopher nolan had a long time where his fight scenes weren't very good yeah i mean he he can't really shoot a fight scene like they're you know in the dark Knight trilogy um a lot of the fight scenes are pretty overly edited to make to mask actually you know how amateurish like the choreographing and stuff is like that so it's like yeah one when, when you do get a good fight scene you you gotta give it its props um
1: well yeah especially since he cared so much more about having actual actors and not stunt people or not training the actors properly so yeah. you could just tell when hits like aren't really hitting yeah and you could just tell like when it's more reactionary and all that but i'm just i was just impressed with such a low budget movie like Tokyo Gore police having such a good fight scene. I was like, wow. Like that's, <laughs> You usually don't see that,
0: especially in low-budget movies. Yep. Um, you know, you were talking about the commercials earlier. The sword commercial.
1: <laughs> it's so
0: funny. <laughs> Harakiri. Yeah, hilarious. Um, then, like, also you see this, like, other thing citizens can do. It was, like, a Wii remote execution.
1: Yeah, that shit was wild. Like police state
0: commercialization, basically. So allowing people with a Wii remote, essentially with a blade at the end of it, to execute someone in another place. And dude, it is so funny, and it's like that's such a cool idea. I don't know, it was it was great. It's um, so
1: Verovian, like it's so satirical. It's yeah. Perfect. Like the fact that the chick was like, "I want to turn, I want to turn." They're fighting yeah. over the Wii remote to kill somebody. Yeah.
0: then like also like the future police officer commercial um yeah basically like the the cops taking care of like the situation and the kids are then play soccer with the guys cut off head with the police officers yeah and it's all and it just turns out to be a recruitment video (laughs) yeah
1: (laughs) it's like what the hell dude
0: it's crazy stuff man um i one thing i did notice i haven't looked up to get confirmation on it um there's some stuff especially with like some of the you know when you there's the one scene where the one police guy goes to like the underground bar or whatever and it had like they have like the engineer prostitutes almost um there is some there's some influence i'm pretty sure there's some influence like directly taken from like manga author Junji Ito and his, like, body horror stuff because there's, especially the snail girl reminds me so much of what Junji Ito did in one of his things um, that I thought for sure. I was like, dude, this is, this is, this is a direct influence. I haven't looked that up, but, you know, I, that caught my eye. Um, I could see that. Dude, him taking, the, so... Mm-hmm. This also revealed one of the craziest engineer scenes in the whole movie. Um, the cop taking the girl. Um, bit, well, she bites off his penis. Then the girl turns into a... a Basically, her bottom half gets cut off. Bottom half of her body. And then she comes out of like, the doorway. And like the bottom of her body is like a monster monster mouth.
1: Dude, I absolutely love that shit so much because yeah. he thought he killed her. And then when she starts crawling out, I was like, oh, this is going to be great. And then she has the black
0: contact lenses yes. in her
1: eyes now, too. And I was like, yes. yeah. And she has an entire crocodile mouth bottom yeah.
0: now. <laughs> Dude, this whole scene of like her just like doing all the shit with that was so good. Um, and, you know, the the guy turns into an engineer. And guess what? Dude, his form he, is the craziest. He, he's got a penis weapon. The penis cannon. The penis canon. Um, yeah, like, all the, like, body horror stuff is very, like, Cronen-esque. You could, like, dude, It's like, this is, like, straight out of a Cronenberg movie. Especially
1: um, the key. Like, the whole yeah. look of the key yeah. looks like something Cronenberg would really draw in, like, his journal or something
0: yeah so the cop goes back to the police, and then like he basically murks his whole scene with of the other officers um I'm trying oh, so then Ruka tracks down um that one of the antagonists, basically the guy who was giving all these keys out, and it turns out that I actually really like this exposition scene, and he's like taking out, like, man-sized, like, slides, like, explaining his whole thing. I thought it was great. I thought it was such a good way. (laughs) all very cartoony. I loved it. Um, But basically, it turns out that Ruka's father was basically had a campaign to not go privatized for the police. And this guy was hired by the police chief to kill him and, but at the same, well, his father was hired. So both Ruka and the key guy both saw their parents' heads get blown off by the police chief. And then like the guys of the father. Um, so he was like, you know, me and you are the same, but like, you know, the engineer thing is like, dude, Mostly, people that are getting to engineer things are all criminals, and they're not good people. So, it's just a dumb argument. Um, and she <laughs> kills them. So, I'm
1: so glad she you, killed him too. Like, I'm glad yeah. we got the exposition, and it wasn't like a team up
0: kind of thing. Yes, she's just like, well, thanks for the information. <laughs> kills him.
1: Yeah, it's such a great <laughs> way to continue the story. It's just like awesome. We just got rid of
0: yeah. him. Um, we also find out that. This guy was, dude, this is like one of the most outlandish things in the movie. The guy was injecting himself at some point with genes of mass murderers.
1: Yeah, to make the killer gene, which is basically what created the the engineer tumor. Yeah,
0: dude, as they pan to all the bottles of like the genes, it's like you see Ed Gein, Jeffrey Dahmer, all this stuff. Dude, I was like, there's no way. Yeah, it's like, first of all, why would
1: you want any of that DNA inside you? <laughs> that, I mean, what dude, is that, your plan, dude? Dude, that was easily one of the craziest ideas in this movie. Um. Yeah. I guess then, that's higher, though. It just works so well. Like, all it, of it works with commentary.
0: It, and there's, like, you know, there's several times in this movie where it's actually pretty funny and everything, too. Um, oh, yeah. Definitely
1: got but, some laugh out of me.
0: So... I do think this kind of, before we get to this next plot point, I think, well, this plot point in general has, so basically the police chief says, is like kind of done with things. And he's like, all right, we're going to go on a citywide manhunt for these engineers, kill anyone who is slightly suspicious. And you get these officers just killing everybody, no matter what. And I just think that this in part in particular is definitely trying to actually have a message and basically saying it's like, yeah, you can have like these private privatized institutions of like cops or militia or whatever, but who's to say that they can even be trusted? Why should
1: they be trusted? Oh yeah. I mean, and plus when you put something like that in power, it's like you said, we're, they can just do whatever they want, and essentially, they don't really have to answer anybody when it's privatized.
0: Yep, yeah. and it's like you know, in all the commercials, basically saying how this is gonna provide, be very, provide very fruitful lives for citizens. And it's just like, dude, who is who is to say that we actually can trust these people? Because well, they just the police chief basically was just like, gave them free reign to just kill whoever they wanted.
1: And the massacre scenes were probably the only scenes, I think, that didn't have any humor in the direction. Like, they were the only ones that actually felt um, the director was fully committed to, like, what he was trying to show with those scenes where it just felt like atrocity. Kind of the same way with the act of killing where they're remaking the (sighs) rest. Yeah. That's what it felt
0: like. It you know it's funny you say that because I didn't think about it at first, but once you say it, I was like, yeah, that actually does make sense a lot, and I can see it definitely. Um, but yeah, I I do also think there. You get another commercial in the movie about like, the one commercial about like the the stylized like, um cutters and cutting yourself. And it's just, like, a very bubbly commercial about, like, stylized cutting.
1: Yeah, the, all the different cute rip yeah. cutters they th- have come out with.
0: Yeah, and I think there is, I don't... There is, I think, a certain message and stuff in this movie about suicide. Um, Through the main character, those commercials... Basically, the one part where it's like, you can't commit Harakiri because it's just suicide. Um it, it was a common theme throughout the movie that I found.
1: Yeah, I didn't. I I kind of thought about that. And I don't really know because, of course, I'm not Japanese. So I can't speak yeah. culturally to what it was trying yeah. to say. But my brain immediately went to maybe the Harakiri thing. Since it was such a noble and honorable thing to do and it's kind of had this lineage through ancestors and everything, I didn't know if maybe they had a problem with it culturally to where they could not take the like honorable and ancestral oh. part out of it and people were still considering it to, you know, be yeah. such a honorable thing that they should do and that it's something that is culturally acceptable. So I don't know if
0: maybe there was commentary on that or Yeah, it it was one of those things where it's just like I I'm picking up that this is very much a theme throughout the movie, but I don't know what it's trying to say. And I think it, yeah, it is kind of one of those things. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if it was just something that had to do with a certain culture and just stuff like that, that we just don't know of. Um, because, but at the end of the day it's in the movie too much to be like, Oh, there it's just in the movie. There's obviously a theme going on.
1: Yeah. It doesn't seem like a throwaway line.
0: Yeah. Um, Okay. Also, during the um, the police um, massacre, the drive-by katana scene. <laughs> yeah, the police officer holding out the katana of the vehicle and literally cutting the person in half as he's driving by was awesome. It was
1: so wild.
0: Um, yeah, um, or the guy sitting
1: on the couch with the dead bodies watching the TV. Yes, making yeah. them laugh and everything, like moving their arms for them. It's wild. Yeah.
0: Um. Then, like, also, too, you get like intercutted with a intercut with a scene of a um one engineer and a poli- other lady police officer fighting. Um, and to the point where once this engineer is wounded enough that she starts spewing acid from her chest. Yeah, which is wild, and you see the 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 police officer woman just like yeah,
1: she gets it's, whittled
0: down to the bone. He gets turned to a skeleton. skeleton. Yeah, um, one of my, so then you get this whole we haven't really talked about, it, but there is a like a subplot of basically this one person that at a bar that treats Ruka really nice and she's important in her life, um. And so, during this massacre, she kills two police officers that come into her bar, and then you get a scene where, basically, they all tie her up outside to four cars. And I think, actually, one of the best shots in this movie is the quad split screen. Yeah. Dude, how many times do you see someone do that in a movie? Not very often. Not very often at all, and it looks really good. Um, but yeah, then they, as you can imagine, um, all drive and rip her apart. Um, they, her and Ruka have like share like a a bracelet, and I think one of the, also one of the coolest parts was the beads bursting as soon as the woman got ripped apart. Yeah, just like visually edit editing wise that was awesome. That was great cut and everything.
1: The editing in this movie is pretty good too. Like a one
0: directing. Yeah. Um so then you get like kind of like the final battle, um the final act of everything. Um and it's cr- as crazy as you can imagine. Um the doctor character is has like this huge gun that shoots severed um, hands out of it and
1: dude this fucking scene
0: I thought I was going to
1: die laughing <laughs> when I watched this scene because Ruka at this point is an engineer now because her arm yes. when she got the key yes. into it it's like become this like weird monster hand essentially that also has a arm and so this yeah. guy starts launching these basically middle finger severed hands at her And then the monster hand extends its tongue out and uses its tongue as like a a violin string. To deflect. Yeah. (laughs) It turns the hands around by catching them by their fingers and just flicking them the opposite direction back at them. I was like, what? The actual Then
0: they they pierce them and kill them.
1: Yeah, I had no idea that that was going to happen. I was wondering what he was smoking when he wrote that scene.
0: Yeah. Also, one of the craziest scenes—I can't believe I didn't put a note in about it—was um, when Ruka does become an engineer and like she transitions. Um, when she gets shot in the eye, and you get that close-up of the basically her mm-hmm. engineer-like armored eye come into socket. Yeah, is one of the shots of the movie. It's awesome. Yeah. Um. So yeah, she has like kind of like a a hybrid like police officer um, shielded eye. Now that's engineer esque And yeah, she has that arm too. Um, kind of feels like Robo a little bit. Absolutely. Um, then you get the big showdown between the police chief um, and her and the gimp dog, which now has katanas as its arms. I, I thought that was wild too. When they put the swords. Yes. <laughs> Legitimately so fucking cool as well. Um, you know, she defeats that. and Then the police chief <laughs> gets his legs cut off by Ruka. And he injects himself with two, like, syringes full of, like, li- li- liquid. And this allows his legs to spew blood so fast that it's essentially making him a jetpack and he's able to fly around because (laughs) of how how much he's spewing blood.
1: Makes no sense. But, you know, again, it's just so wild and so out there. You just love it when you're
0: watching it. Yeah. (laughs) Because how would you not bleed out? Yeah. I mean, (laughs) it's it's so fucking absurd and it's great. Um, But, yeah, you know, Ruka kills him. Um,
1: I do love that she spared the GIMP, though, because I love that the final shot,
0: of course, is, you know, they're
1: teamed up now.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I mean, that's that's Tokyo Gore Police. Yeah. Um, Wild ass movie. You know, I think um, I think her um, Ihi Shina's performance is really solid um i think she's just a really solid actress you know i think obviously her best performance is probably in audition um but you know i think she really kills this role um as like kind of like the a majority of it being the sound protagonist and just like letting her character design and her facial expression expression speak for themselves um You know, everyone commits to how brazy this movie is, so I think the performances are pretty good. Um, But yeah, I think across the board, pretty much almost, I think everything's pretty much good. And, you know, it is very much like a a late, well, yeah, late 2000s movie. It's got that. um, It fits that aesthetic very well. Yeah. I don't know. There's just not much flaws I have with the movie. It's exactly what I expected, and it gives it delivers on that the entire time. Um, They made a spin off of it, too. Yeah. So at the end, you realize that the key guy and one of his minions, the girl, are still alive. And yeah. So the spin off is about how some of his how some of the people became engineers.
1: Yeah. It's a uh, 63 minutes later. Yeah. Um, it centers on three characters from the movie who are each given a short
0: story telling how
1: they became an engineer.
0: Yeah. Um, I'm honestly surprised. This never got a, like an actual sequel or something.
1: Well, I think the Tokyo Gore police is actually the sequel. Cause I, I think what I'm looking at is his original movie about the engineers came out in 1995 called Anatomia Extinction. Oh, really? Yeah, and it looks like that's actually the original one because it says like a salary man sees a murder in subways and is pursued by the killer who wants to join a group called the Engineers who have taken upon okay. themselves to reduce Japan's overpopulation.
0: Okay. I didn't realize it was connected to a previous movie. I thought that movie that you... Because I had looked at it, but I thought that movie was almost just kind of like just a different movie that like connected an idea that's necessarily i
1: think that is i don't know if tokyo gore police is an exact sequel but i think it's more of just like they both deal with the yeah. director's similar ideas of engineers okay. and Got all
0: that. that gotcha yeah i mean i would definitely be interested in checking out both of those um you know i think also like the pacing of this movie is pretty solid. You know, there's never there was never a point where I was bored. Everything was super interesting. Overall, I'm just happy with how, you know, this movie ended up being.
1: Yeah, it's a wild ass movie. It's fun.
0: Yep. Um the next time we talk, we will be in person. Um as I have my annual trip down to go see Addison, his fiance, and all that good jazz. Um, what are we going to be watching, Addison?
1: Well, I was thinking about that, and I was trying to figure it out, because if we want a guest on the show, I was trying to figure out what a movie we could have that they would actually sit through.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Because there's really no telling. Yeah. <laughs> mm don't know I'm trying to see if there's any fun ones in here
0: oh, I think they're all fun.
1: they're not all fun <laughs> uh, serb Serbian film was not fun
0: um trying to think here. Chris, your bad taste
1: is pretty fun. There's shiver. Yeah, that's rude.
0: Yeah, that was one that I was could probably take as fun.
1: You said they're all fun and you have Night and Fog in here. You're canceled, night bro. You're canceled, bro. What's Night and Fog? It's a documentary about the Holocaust. Oh, nice. Hitler's concentration camps. You've never seen that? Nope. It's literally uh, documents the atrocities behind the walls of
0: Hitler's concentration camps. Gotcha. I mean, there's some documentaries in here that are pretty fucked up too. So oh, I don't doubt it.
1: I was trying to see. What is Maniac good? I don't know if I've seen Maniac,
0: Maniac or multiple Maniacs.
1: No, just the 2012 one,
0: Maniac. Oh, the that one? Yeah. Um I mean I've heard it's decent. I've heard it's pretty good.
1: We could watch that.
0: Okay. a um, slasher movie. Oh yeah. Um yeah, so next time we'll be watching the twenty twelve remake of Maniac and this one stars Elijah Wood. Liddy. Okay. Um Yeah, so we will thank you guys always for listening, and we'll catch you guys next time. Peace.